Think if you were to say to me, what's, what's your job, Jamie? Or to Tim, what's your job here? What's your role in the church? And our, our role is really to build and cultivate a culture of good soil where the good things of the kingdom can grow. So that's pretty much the job description, is to raise up a body of people who know who they are in God, know who their identity is in God, know that they're ambassadors of the King, uh, who understand their authority that Jesus has given them, and that people who grow up in maturity, strengthening one another in a really, really good soil. And so... As we're looking at this whole topic today of the final part on generosity, I would say it's a really important part of a good soil because Jesus said that it's possible for seeds to get choked out in the soil by worries and the deceitfulness of riches. And so when we're talking about money, we're really talking about making sure the soil of our community, our our local church, and the soil of our hearts are places that can yield a 30, 60, 100-fold crop. That's what Jesus talks about in Mark 4. It's really not about getting your money. (laughs) It's really about Jesus getting your heart. If you say what this is all about is, for the sake of the world, for the sake of his glory, for the sake of us being places that yield a glorious harvest for Jesus, we want to make sure our hearts are places that are not rocky, that are not stony, are places where uh, there's good soil that the seed can get its roots in, where the good things can grow. We're, we want, over this, this, this mini-series, to create opportunities where our hearts move from a foundation of a poverty mindset a fear-based mindset to a mindset of the Father. That's a huge thing that we want to see, that we want to present to you that God is an all-sufficient God who can make a way where there isn't a way, so that our hearts would move from a foundation of independence, self-reliance, fear, and feeling that it, it won't work, there's never enough, I'm invisible, I'm insignificant, to a foundation of the Father where we have a new view of God. And I think just hearing that testimony this morning and the miraculous way that God favoured somebody, the Father favoured somebody against, against all the protocol um, and did an impossible thing. So it's about our hearts. It's about our hearts. God wants in our hearts that we are having a big view of him that the soil of our hearts has a really, really big view of the goodness of the Father. A really big view of his love. A real clear understanding that we serve a generous Father. James says that if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously without finding fault. That we serve a God who's incredibly, incredibly generous. And... God wants in our hearts that whenever we are impacted by maybe a financial issue, that we have a brand new starting place with what are the possibilities in God. I want us to grab hold of that story as a prophetic word to us, um, that actually from today onwards we would start every single 
financial issue that we hit with actually in God there are wonderful new possibilities. But it's not just that we have um, a good soil here in our hearts and a good soil in the local church. How many of you know actually we've got responsibility for, for an area of geography? That, that we're ambassadors of King Jesus in this location. That's who we are. We're, we're ones who have been called out from the world to be part of a body that we might be an outpost of heaven so that the good news of the kingdom might percolate and infiltrate and touch this area. That's, that's our commission. And in a vision sense of where we're going, our vision, although God clearly loves the gatherings of a Sunday morning, because he says, don't forsake gathering together. There's something powerful about gathering. And there's something powerful about individual stories that get added to a local church of what Jesus is doing. There's something wonderful about a growing community. But you know, it's possible to have a building that's absolutely packed, rammed full and not affect the community. It's actually possible to have six, seven services in here and the atmosphere of, of SCA team, Plumstead, Thamesmead, Abbey Wood, Belvedere, all these places to be totally unaffected and, and not knowing really that Jesus is alive. So on one hand, we want a place that is a greenhouse that men and women can come into and experience the atmosphere of heaven, the atmosphere of God's limitlessness, the atmosphere of his abundance, where faith grows and where we begin to see the world through new lenses. We want that to be happening in all of our gatherings. But we want that to spill out and impact this area. We want that to be growing and going wherever we are so that Actually, Plumstead, Woolwich, Thamesmead, all these places are being impacted. And so we want us as believers, and we want you, if you're not a believer yet, to come to know Jesus, that he might put real healthy soil in you, so you have a new mindset about the way you see the world, so that you do see the world through an abundant heart, a prosperous soul, Free John talks about, that your soul would be prosperous, that inside you, you would know, I'm connected to the God who has limitless possibilities, infinite wisdom, and infinite capacity to touch my life. We want, in the local church, that we're a people of hilarious giving. We want to see that culture established here. We want to see next week, actually as part of a testimony of that, and we, you guys are so good at it, that when we come to eat together, there's a, like a, an overflow of generosity in the way we cater for one another. And that from a heart that is set free, we would have hearts that are not being choked out by the deceitfulness of wealth. So that we'd be hilarious in our giving. But actually, we want as well this community to be impacted. Because I think it works like this. God saves people, brings them into a community, into a local church, so that they begin to take that reality out wherever they go. In Ephesians 6, it talks about
In Ephesians 6.10, it says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armour of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For a struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. The spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Have you, have you ever, any of you kind of sometimes picked up the different atmospheres in different areas? Have you ever done that? You travel to one location and the atmosphere is totally different and then you travel to another location and for some reason it feels oppressive. Sometimes it can happen, you cross the road and it feels so different. I I think that there's there's an assignment in the communities that we live the spiritual forces of evil and heavenly realms that are propagating and communicating and broadcasting a hopelessness in our area. And it can be in the heavenly realms, but it also can be the wounds and the lies that people feel. And actually, the experiences that people can go through can also produce that. You know, the, maybe going through families where there was never enough going through situations where um, mum or dad never provided can all be wounds that leave us feeling that there's never enough, it won't work, I'm a victim, I'm powerless. It can get into our hearts, but there also can be an atmosphere that a whole area comes under so that you can have people who actually have been in families where actually there was no issue of provision, no issue of poverty, but can come under an atmosphere of, of almost hopelessness of it won't work, there's not enough, we're powerless, we're victims, Plumster's never going to change, it's always going to be like this. And sometimes you can even find the geography, the place starts to physically look like what the what's being broadcast in the heavenly realms. Amen. So... People say, oh well, it's, it's, it's a hopeless area, so it doesn't really matter if I dump this sofa here, because it's, it's a dump, it's not going anywhere, so it's alright. So you somehow see fly-tipping as being part of a manifestation of a broadcast by what Paul talks about, spiritual forces in the heavenly realms. It's not going to work, nothing ever works here, no point investing, nothing's going to change. Can I propose to you that what's on God's heart is to have believers who really believe, who have new soil in their hearts, who start to communicate a kingdom broadcast that I serve a limitless God. I've got a new starting point to all impossibilities, the ability of God to provide. There is a way. (laughs) I serve a kingdom that is going from glory to glory. And the increase of his government and peace, there is no end. That we serve that kind of God. Can you see that actually we can begin to change? We can begin to change our families. We can begin to change the places where we work. We can begin to change whole atmospheres of whole areas of geography through being hope carriers rather than coming under 
the assignment of the spiritual forces of the evil in the heavenly realms who want to say, there's no point, it won't work. Can I say that we are, our assignment here in SE 18 and all the areas around is bigger than growing a really big Sunday meeting. And I love the church. Jesus gave himself for the church to gather people out into a radical new community who turned the world upside down. That's, that's who we are. That's who we are. We, we are, if you read in Acts, how many people got baptised, the Ephesian believers who got baptised, they, they reckon about 12 people. You read later on in the Acts of the Apostles where they, there's riots in Ephesus. And why are there riots? Because no one wants to buy the little statues of Diana anymore because they're all worshipping Jesus. And so the blacksmiths are angry because their business is being completely undermined by Jesus through a bunch of believers. What was the key factor that turned Ephesus upside down? It was the coming of the Holy Spirit. Paul says, have you been baptised in the Spirit? And they said, actually, we don't even know about Jesus yet. We've just been baptised into John. Tells them about Jesus. Get baptised. They're dripping wet. They don't know anything. They've not been to Bible college. They've not been discipled. They don't know anything. They're dripping wet. And they've just got the Spirit. Paul there preaching... Ephesus is turned upside down. What about the guy in Mark who is the demoniac? You know, the guy who's got a legion of demons. Comes running out of Jesus. Jesus has a conversation with him, sets him radically free, sends him out to evangelise his village. They come back later on, there's believers there. What about the woman at the well? Jesus prophesies to her words of knowledge and knows about the brokenness of her life. She goes back to her village and says, I want to tell you about a man who knows everything about me. And they come out and many people become believers. I just sort of feel we have believed a lie that we're powerless. And we've believed a lie that we are insignificant when the Bible says we are the most significant people alive on planet earth today and it's not arrogance the church is the displayer of the manifold wisdom to the heavenly realms and to the earth we are and if you're not a believer in Jesus yet and you want to go on the adventure of your life come to him and become a world changer because that's who we are And so we worship and love him and sing and hear preaching so that we might encounter God and go and bring his kingdom to our families, to our workplaces, to our colleges, to our supermarkets, to the people around us. That's the commission on our lives. That's who we're called to be. So when we look at generosity... It is not so that you might be digging deeper in your pockets. It's that you might be ruined by the mission of Jesus in the earth today. 
that you become a hilarious giver to the purposes of God in your generation. That's why I love, I love, I love going out treasure hunting. I'm loving it more. I started, I started loathing it and wanting it to rain so I didn't have to go out. I now kind of love it, loathe it. I now kind of will wake up at four in the morning and have butterflies in my stomach thinking, oh, we're going out. But when you see what Jesus is doing, and you literally, like Tim was saying, effortlessly, you're like the baby in the back of the car. And you're just there with Jesus doing his stuff. Yeah, there's moments of courage and moments of risk, but most of it, you're just going, wow, what are you doing, God, in this community? You're doing more than I realise. Galatians 6 says, Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we don't give up. I want to say something's changing in our community. Something's changing. Something's, something's happening. I, I would, in, in January we had a, an amazing team. Alan Cass were here, new um, NKCC team. Great weekend with them. And I remember just taking Alan to meet and talk about the weekend. We thought we'd do that over noodles because there's a good way of meeting. Good to meet over Chinese food, it's important. So we're on our way to the new place, and Alan had such compassion for the people around, and such love for the people around, and just was saying, these, these men and women, these are, the, these are the lost sheep. These, these, these are the ones that Jesus wants to reach. These are the ones that Jesus wants to touch. These are the ones that Jesus wants to do good to. These are the ones that Jesus wants to heal. These are the ones that Jesus wants to bring a breakthrough to. And I, and I was aware, yes, as we were praying, we went out treasure hunting. I, I just had a glimpse of how I felt back there. Because I felt, when we walked into the community, I felt I was walking into someone else's world. I felt like I was walking into an area where actually I didn't have any authority to make anything happen. I was confronted by Alan, who saw it differently. But if I'm honest, I didn't feel, who am I? I'm terrified of what even you're talking about, but I know it's right. To, a, to yesterday, just the beginning of sensing I'm an ambassador. I didn't feel that in my head, but there was a posture in me, <laughs> a feeling, you know, I'm, I'm an ambassador. Who knows what's going to happen as we go out? God is growing something in us, and then we begin to hear the stories of what he's doing in our community. And so as we go out, and as we, as we gather, as we go to our families, as we go to work, let us not become weary in doing good. For at the proper time, we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. I was really struck by Steve Backland this week when he said this, are you a harvest-focused believer or are you a planting-focused believer? Are you a... And he's saying, if you're a harvest-focused believer, the trouble is you can live like a yo-yo between highs when you see the harvest and lows when you don't see anything. But when you're a planting-focused believer, you're just faithful with the seed, you're faithful to do good, you're faithful with your love, you're faithful with your generosity, you're faithful with your encouragement. You sow radically, you sow liberally, 
And when you don't necessarily see a harvest right away, you're not discouraged because you're saying, I'm a, I'm a planting-focused believer, I'm a sowing-focused believer, I'm watering seeds. And the writer Paul says, in due time you'll reap a harvest if you don't give up. Yeah. And I think part of our strategy for going out treasure hunting, that's just one of our things that we're doing or want to do, we're, we're, we're planting seeds, we're planting seeds, we're planting seeds, believing that as we plant seeds, something is changing, something's happening, God is doing more than we realise, atmospheres are being changed, the broadcast is being shifted from hopelessness to hope, it won't work, to, it can't but fail to be accomplished, God's provision, God's resources. Can ask us to stand. Just going to want to lead us in a couple of prayers. And then, uh, and uh, I think it's good sometimes just to, 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 to if you feel this is you and you feel it's appropriate and you feel God's touching you on the whole area of, of moving from a poverty mindset to a prosperous soul mindset where you understand the limitlessness of God. I just want us to, I'm just going to read this prayer out and maybe after me you can repeat it. I just believe the Holy Spirit's going to be doing stuff in us. So you poverty fear mindset. If you want to we all, can we all say that together? Poverty, fear mindset. Fear mindset. I see and feel you. And although you've talked to me a very long time, I take authority over your voice in Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, I invite you to come to this pattern of poverty and fear. All ungodly mindsets that are fueled have fueled in my life. Uh, so I'll read that again. All ungodly mindset that I have fueled in my life. I give to you. And instead, I receive hope today. And I invite you, Jesus, to step past this prior poverty mindset and draw me into your presence. I hand to you all my ideas of how you show up. And release you to meet me any way you desire. I ask you, Lord, to forgive me for partnering with a poverty mindset, for hoarding. I renounce the lie that there is never enough. That no one will provide for me but myself. I receive the truth that Father God is my provider. 
And don't have to worry about what I need. I hand to you, Father God. All agreements with lack and fear. And the Bible says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything. Yeah, let's go for it. Let's keep going. Be, be anxious for nothing. But in everything. By prayer and supplication. And with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God. Which surpasses all understanding. Will guard, will guard our hearts and minds through Jesus. Yeah, so even right now, we just, just do it. Whatever you need God to do, we just say, let, let houses that people need, we just bring that supplication to you, Jesus, that houses that people need will, will come right through, that job situations will be sorted, that people will find jobs that they need, God. We pray, we just speak over bank balances, that the numbers will add up at the end of the month. That, that you'll be able to be generous. You'll make all things abound to you in Jesus' name. And we just again say, all fear be gone in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And just to finish, I want you to just, in this quiet place, ask yourself, what bothers you about your community? What most bothers you about where you live? What most bothers you about where you live? What is it? What is it that you see in your estate? What is it that you see in this community that you wish was different? That you wish would be changed? Do I ask you to be brave and call it out? What is it that bothers you? about Woolwich? What is it that bothers you about Plumstead or Thamesmead or Belvedere or Abbey Wood or Welling? What is it that bothers you? Anybody brave? Poverty. What's it say? Poverty. The poverty. Poverty. What's it against? Hopelessness. 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 Poverty. Chewing gum on the floor. <laughs> Chewing gum on the floor. Fly tipping. Mm. Just dumping rubbish like it really doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Graffiti. Graffiti. Bullying. Bullying. Yeah, people picking on people. People not valuing themselves. Not valuing themselves. The debt. The debt. Debt and gap. That's. Yeah, I want to pray against this because this 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 betting shop thing is. I, I just say Jesus. It it it, it plays. It's a strategy that plays on poverty Amen. because it, it gives the illusion that you can be rich quick. Amen. And Jesus, we pray in our community for a halt on the opening of gambling shops that, that, that play upon people's desperation to be rich. We say, let them not do business, God. Yeah. Let them be closed down. Yes, that's right. Mm. Now, where you feel something could well be God's assignment for your life. Not your whole assignment, but what bugs you and what annoys you could well be 
what God is calling you to change in our community. And how, the way you do it is you come to God who has limitless resources and limitless wisdom and you say, how can my heart connection with what I'm frustrated with in my community, how can that be connected to a godly strategy to bring change? What's going to make hopelessness turn into hope through my life? What's going to cause the environment of where we live to be more, more attractive and more beautiful? Where can I start? I'm not going to give you answers, but ask God, because he's got answers. He knows how to do this. And ask him for his resources, his people. Thank you, God. Yeah, God, I want to thank you for the calling upon us as a group of people. I want to thank you that, God, we are the bringers of hope, that we are carriers of good news, that God, that we are those whose soil is being transformed, that God, this good soil is going to spill out into our community. We thank you for atmospheres that are already shifting and already changing, God. We thank you for areas where hope is already springing up, God, where there's already change, where there's already things happening. And God, we just want to say to you that it's not a one-generation thing, that we're, we're a multi-generational people, that we're going to be passing batons onto our children and onto their children as we take responsibility for our community to love them well and to love them with the kingdom love. And we just pray for a lifting up of heads in yes. our area, God. Yes, right. We pray for a, a coming to Jesus for people, God. We do ask you for that in your name, Jesus. Yeah, we right. do pray for an end of bullying. Yeah. We do pray for an end of any identity that's rooted around violence in your name, Jesus. We do really pray for that, where people are finding their hope in the idea of money. We do pray for a, a coming to know you, God, in the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I just want to pray. Just, can you just put your hand on your...